Right. <clears throat> so uh, I'm just gonna roll the intro. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is a you, you've heard this already. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to today on Inspiration episode. This will be episode four. Episode four, and today I'm here with my good best friend from DePaul. Breezy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Breezy and I, you, you can sip it, dude. You can sip. We have drinks here, so we're going to be sipping them throughout the whole podcast. Uh, Breezy is a really, really good friend of mine from DePaul. Um, we did a million things together. He... He lied to me in the most beautiful <laughs> way a person could lie to you, and it was a. Uh, I mean, it was he's just he's just a great guy, super positive, always smiling, and uh, and a great friend. I mean, just just always have my back, and uh, I, I really appreciate that. So breezy, if you want to take away, take it away and let people know. I don't know some stuff about you, about yourself. Go for it. <sighs> So as Josue said, my name is Breezy. Uh, I'm a DePaul student, majoring in computer science with a minor in finance. And I met Josue about, what was it, three, four years ago? Something mm. like that. Oh my God, has it been that long? <laughs> I think you were a sophomore, I think. Yeah. I think you were either a freshman uh, or a sophomore. I was a sophomore. Yeah. I was I was I was searching for a lot. And uh, so I did that. <laughs> <laughs> As he said, we we've done a million things together. He's a great friend of mine and he asked me last week to be on this podcast with him, which I thought was interesting because it's about inspiration and all of my friends and my family and the people I'm, I'm around always tell me how inspiring I am, but I don't live my life thinking about how I can inspire someone. So it's it's always nice to hear it from uh, from my peers and my friends. That was really touching, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that I think you know that when I when I started this podcast, I. Uh, well, did you do you know the uh, the video differences that I did? Yeah, I yeah. So the yeah, you were, you and Kat were in it. Mm -hmm. um, what for me uh, personally, when I look at the world, when I think about people uh, around me, it's like it's so inspiring to have so many talented people in my own life, in my personal life. Mm -hmm. Anyone who I could just you know hit up on Facebook and say what's up, like let's get some coffee, let's go talk some time, mm -hmm. and you know, without, without getting into, like, a deep conversation about social media, that's one of the things I like about it, at least, is that you could keep up with people. Mm -hmm. So it's at least there for me to always just be like, oh, I wonder what this person's been up to. I haven't seen them in a while. Um, and just keep that connection and keep that friendship um, and just keep it going. Mm -hmm. And when I created differences, is because I was inspired by people like you, people like Kat, people like, you know, just so many people who are in that video. I think I had, like, 20-plus people in mm -hmm. that video. Um, and these are all, you know, I, they don't have to be famous, you know, actors or actresses or politicians or whatever. They're just, they're people I know and that have met along the way. Mm -hmm. And because of that and, and because of what they're doing, you know, I'm so inspired by it. And I'm so like, just happy to have them around me mm -hmm. and to have them like feel comfortable sharing their work or sharing their thoughts and their opinions. 
mm-hmm. uh, with me because I'm, you know, we all just are trying to do our thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, with that being said, my good friend, what inspires you? Uh, well, there's a few things that inspire me, and this is in no particular order. It's just... I'm at the top of that list. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just uh, at the top of my head. I would say my faith, my family, my friends, music, and sports. Okay. Because those are things and people that I'm around all the time. Mm -hmm. So I get to draw inspiration from them from watching a sporting event. And I get to turn that and use it into my own life. Like I can be having a conversation with you and no matter what we talk about, I'll draw something from it and, and say, oh, so he said this. Maybe I can apply that to my personal life. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with that being said, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is what I say. Michael Jordan is and always will be the greatest player of all time. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> because he made the game international because without Michael Jordan I wouldn't be the basketball fan that I am because I I started watching the the game back when I was in Cameroon Mm -hmm. so he made the game international now LeBron James is the best player of this generation okay because of his work ethic and the passion he has for the game. Mm -hmm. But you can't even compare the two because they play two different positions. Okay. I see how you're going about this. Yeah. But if if I had to pick, I would say Michael Jordan. Okay. That was a a pretty good answer. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I... there's so many people who would argue about that, and I would, I just, I find respect for both of them in their own way. So I think that was a, a pretty good, typical breezy answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I talk about, talk a lot about in these podcasts, um, is that it, it sort of started with the idea that a lot of times we're going about our life and we're doing stuff, and it doesn't really click in our head that it could be moving someone in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. So an example that actually happened in the first episode with my sister, you you know, you Mm -hmm. said you listened to, so maybe you remember this part. Um, I told her like, you know, she was just going about her own journey. She was just going about doing her own stuff. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, I was sort of like on the sideline watching, not even like actively like cheering her on or anything. Mm -hmm. Not to be like rude, but I was just just sort of passively seeing it day to day. Mm Mm-hmm. And it really did, like, it's just something that stays in your mind and, and it makes you passionate. Or with my brother, mm-hmm. who was, he's in episode two, um, he's just simply going about his day as, like, a runner, as a cross-country runner, as a track runner. Mm-hmm. Um, recently was, like, captain. So, like, going about, like, telling me stories of how he's got runners and sometimes they don't feel like finishing a race or something like that. And, 
you know, he goes ahead and, like, convinces them to, like, keep going, go faster, harder, better, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these things, and, and that's my younger brother. He's still, like, inspiring me. So <laughs> it's just, like, when I think about specifically one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you is that, well, first of all, your Facebook posts are just <laughs> the most. <laughs> Facebook posts. Like, dude, like, every single time, you know, it, it's very, it's very nice, and it really does make a difference to so many people and their day even if they're not liking or engaging with it you know maybe you don't see the like maybe you don't see the comment doesn't mean that they don't see it and they don't mm-hmm. read it and i've definitely been on that end where i've had a rough day at work or something like that and i check out a facebook post and it's just mm-hmm. it's breezy being breezy <laughs> <laughs> i think for me as far as social media is concerned when i when i started my Facebook page, I said, I'm only going to use it to be a positive light for people. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I post when somebody passes away or, or when something bad happens. But if you look at my uh, Facebook page, for the most part, it's just to inspire others. Mm-hmm. So specifically when I posted that I was having a bad day, it's... Yeah, I didn't bring that up. <laughs> I, no, I know, but it was because I was having a tough day that day, and mm-hmm. usually I don't share that on social media because I I like to keep that part of myself just privately. But I it was after a, a workout, and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna post it and see what happens. So I posted it, uh, and the amount of response that I got from people <laughs> was overwhelming mm-hmm. in a positive way because everybody kept saying, we got you, we have your back. If you need anything, reach out, you know. And it made me feel, it made me feel good mm-hmm. to have people care about me that way because we each have different lives. We have... 20,000 things going on at the same time. But for someone to pause and take take the time to say, hey, I just read this, I want to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. That made me feel better about the rest of my day when I, when I posted that. So for me, I use social media to, not to sound cheesy, but to inspire people by uh, just sharing myself with them. Mm-hmm. So. That was really touching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, I just, there's so many different routes you could go with it. And I know that there's there's been times in my experience where I'm just like, man, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not feeling it this week. I just have to stay off Twitter, stay off Facebook. Um, I'm usually always on YouTube, but YouTube's a different story. <laughs> you, find, you can find lots of nice things to watch. Um, but I really I really like that that sort of view on it, and I feel like it puts... I don't know. You're a very humble person, my friend. <laughs> you're a very humble person. Um, so, like, when you, you talked about sports and stuff like that, but what... Like, where do you sort of feel like um, this sort of, like, originated? Like, your your this very, like, worldview perspective. Um, 
inspiring others type view because when I think a lot a lot of times about sort of the questions I'm trying to ask with the, or answer with this podcast is uh, what inspires us who inspires us and how do we act upon that inspiration mm-hmm. and when I think about the acting part I think about people who have you know tons of homework from school midterms finals um, a nine-to-five job just um, you know like you said 20,000 things going on but for some reason for some reason even with the 20,000 things going on they make time to reach out to someone in time of need they make they make time to just whatever and and not everyone does that and mm-hmm. that's that's what really inspires me so much so i guess i guess my main question is like you know what what inspires you and what is it that was sort of at the core of um acting upon that inspiration i think a lot of as i said earlier a lot of things inspire me but for the most part, is the people that I have around me, such as yourself, uh, other friends that I have, my family. But for me, at the core of it is, um, I remember a conversation that I had with my doctor mm-hmm. when I, I first moved to Chicago and started my treatment for cerebral palsy. And I remember, I was talking to him and I asked him, so after all this treatment is done, Mm -hmm. am I going to be able to walk like an able-bodied person? And he said, you know what? No. Because there is nothing humanly possible for me to do to make that happen for you. Mm -hmm. I would love to, but I can't. And so I had to make a I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. It was either sit, dwell, and cry mm-hmm. about it, or live my life and enjoy it the best way I can. And I I made the choice to enjoy life. Now, me inspiring others is not something I chase or look for. Mm-hmm. It just happen because people tell me how inspiring I am. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a conversation with a friend or a stranger, that's where I I usually draw my inspiration from. But at the core of it was the conversation that I had with with my doctor because I had to make a choice to either be sad Mm-hmm. Or enjoy life the best way I can. Yeah. Man, I think that's the first time you ever shared that story with me too. <laughs> yes, yes, that is, that, the is first uh, that is the first time I shared that story with you. That's true. Thank you, man. I I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, I <sighs> making the choice. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that was that was a good story. Um, you know, you know, Father Memo. Mm-hmm. So, like, Father Memo has uh, Father Memo, Mister Cro- uh, Fellow Crowd People, um, is uh, a priest who used to be here at Paul, and has since left to bigger and better things. Would you say it's bigger and better? 
Yeah. He's doing big things. He's he's, he's doing, doing he's in New York now. Yeah, is he still with the? Like the I think he's still with the the UN, yeah, but he UN. also you you know how Father Man was. Oh yeah, he just picks up and leave wherever he's need wherever he's, he's needed. needed. So he is one of the one of the coolest guys ever. And if you saw him walking around campus with a backpack, you would just think he was like a student. <laughs> <laughs> but he talked to everyone. He talked to everyone. Like it didn't matter if you went to mass or not. He was talking to you. He was saying hi, how's mm-hmm. your day? Like if he saw you on campus, he was just saying hi. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times when I think about uh, choices and things of like that, I think about the story he shared with us about how he actually got into uh, the church and into his faith. Um, which is this long story, <laughs> which I feel like is one for him to tell in yep, the future. Yeah, Maybe course, he'll be on course. the podcast. But um, sorry, you're going to have to deal with that suspense, <laughs> audience. Um, but this, this is really a, it really is a remarkable story. And um, when I think about uh, choice, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's so so many times easier said than done. So, like, for me. Uh, TED Talks. TED Talks are like really big to like listen to because you get so inspired and you know whatever. Like everybody's talking about we gotta do this or something, and they're sharing their stories and um, it you know the call to action sort of at the end. Um, but it's easier said than done. And when I think about um like creating and creating this podcast and creating these videos and stuff like that. Um, with my YouTube channel and starting, I have a series called The Ish. I don't know if you watch it, but you can say no. It's all right. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I probably will. Um, well, one of the things is that, like, I'm a small creator right now, and I'm trying to build, and I'm trying to continue this, all mm-hmm. while at the same time working full-time. Mm-hmm. Foolish. <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> it's full time. My, hours, my hours are full-time. I just don't have the title. I'm working on yes. it. Um, but uh y- you know all this and then having my family and and just the 20,000 things right that, mm-hmm. I love that I love that I'm thinking I'm going to use that in the future the 20,000 you, you we can all have 20,000 things you can take um it. just 20,000 things and to to, to, add, to add on to that um I was actually listening to this podcast by these two creators named Colin and Samir mm-hmm. a podcast that uh I've been listening to a while. There are two YouTubers who I've actually uh, emailed before and they responded. So, you know, oh. make my way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> on up. Um, but they're really great guys and they have a lot of podcasts where they pretty much like reflect on life. They're, cr- they're creating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talked about was um, like the hardships of like being a creator and like how like the videos look like fun the podcasts are interesting the pictures look cool but there's a lot of work that goes behind it right so like mm-hmm. i post pictures on instagram mm-hmm. you see all the cool pictures what you don't see is me editing the damn thing for two hours trying to make it look cool switching between a million different colors trying to figure out which one's the best and then finally uploading it to instagram mm-hmm. it's a whole process or same thing with my videos what you see is a five to seven minute video what you didn't see was the hour to to write a quick thing for it the two hours to film it and then the five hours like the polo vortex video which i still think you're crazy for doing oh yeah that was so much fun (laughs) um but there's there's this there's this choice to keep going and there's this choice that i really made because i i was um just watching a lot 
a lot. And Casey Neistat's one of the biggest like YouTubers, and I like watched mm-hmm. him a lot. Mm-hmm. And there, there came a time where I was like, "Am I gonna actually start doing this?" Like, it's always been a goal, and I've always told people that I want to be a creator. Like, that is what I want my end goal I to be. I think that that is one of the first thing you told me. Yeah. When we were having we were having a conversation about something, and you said you know what I really want to do is I want to create. And I remember I told you, you just have to go for it. Yeah. Because if you don't go for what you want, then you're going to keep asking yourself questions, what if? Mm-hmm. And w- if there's one thing that I've learned through my journey thus far is you never want to ask yourself what if. Because that question will never have an answer. Yeah. So I think as far as you being a creator, yes, it's difficult right now. Yes, it's challenging. But everything that is worth it to pursue mm-hmm. is going to start with a challenge. So yeah. yeah, I think that relates well to what you're doing. And you know that I'll support you any way I can because I, I believe you were born to be a creator. Oh, thanks. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because I don't know what else I'll be about. <laughs> a creator. Like, that, um, yeah, so, it, it, like, continue on with that, is that they talk about the hardships of it, and I've actually thought about making a video. I haven't made it yet, but I, I've been thinking about a video. Because a lot of times before, I, ap- after I hit record, mm-hmm. like, after I hit record, and this could be in my studio, it could be outside, Sometimes there's just a minute of me standing there and you just see me like uh, you're thinking about what should I do now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like record. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now eventually I get to it and usually coffee helps. Coffee helps a lot. <laughs> but um you know, just like to drink coffee. I just, yeah, I do. I do. Uh actually I brought my numbers down since college. I did. Did I ever tell you that? It was Lent. Lent I gave up this is a major tangent. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I know. Thank Jesus. Because <laughs> I was at, dude, this was like, I think this was sophomore year. I was at, I was in a crisis, Breezy. You didn't even notice. I was a call for help. <laughs> um, no, I had a, I was drinking like four to five cups a day. And not like regular cups, like eight ounces, like Dunkin' Donuts, oh, medium boy. or large, bouncing between the two. I remember your sophomore year was kind of tough for you because you yeah. had a lot. Yeah. A lot of like twenty thousand other <laughs> things. A lot of twenty thousand other things going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, uh, yeah. But then I brought it down. Um, Lent that year, I said I was just gonna have one cup, and I didn't like not an eight ounce cup, but I meant like I'll have one serving. And so what I did was that in the morning I didn't drink coffee, and at night I didn't drink coffee like I had been, mm-hmm. and I saved it for the perfect middle of my day, and I got the. <laughs> Biggest <laughs> size of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts that I could get. I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, it was. It could be like noon, from like noon to two p.m. And I said, give me an extra large <laughs> red vanilla coffee. But it worked, and now now I'm mostly at two cups. Um, That's good. But yeah, like you know, talking about uh, uh, like the choice and stuff. Like I just, man, I have I have those moments, and like recently I've been thinking about like imposter syndrome. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with imposter syndrome? No. 
Imposter syndrome is pretty much like you you have a spot, like, like you've earned a title or you've earned a position and you have this imposter syndrome, which means that like, even though you have like education in it or even though you've worked on it, for some reason you feel like you shouldn't be there. Like you cheated people or something like that. And so like, like I was just reading up on that mm-hmm. and I was like, crap. Like, do I have imposter syndrome? <laughs> not like to not to like any sort of clinical extent, but like I've definitely I've had that where I was just like, what am I doing? I mean, <laughs> there's always that that time in a day, month, or year where you ask yourself, is this where I should be? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a good good spot or bad spot, that question is always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Nah, the answer is if you decide this is not the spot you should be at, then what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Or if you say this is the spot I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. how are you going to maintain that yeah. without um, overworking yourself? Yeah. So, you should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am writing a book. You are? No way. I am writing a book. It's a, uh, it's a memoir. It's a, a it's my story. Okay. Um, um, it's it's in the early stages. Like yeah. I've, I'm doing it short story style. Like I'm telling short stories about myself. Okay. And then giving lessons that I learned along the way at the end. Can I adapt it to a movie? <laughs> I call it dibs. Don't you dare give that. Don't you dare give that to Spielberg. That's for me. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it uh, once the book's okay. done. Okay. That'll be if, the... If there's someone I can trust to to make a movie out of it, it'll be you, so... Yes. We'll see. We'll Take see. that Christopher Nolan. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, you know, everything in life is about choices. Mm-hmm. Like... Your sister was talking about her working out mm-hmm. was a choice she made. Yeah. You pursuing creation is a choice that you made. Mm-hmm. So, although why while we li- live our lives, we don't um, often see how inspiring we are. Mm-hmm. We just have to hear it from people. <laughs> Yeah. That's also a choice. Inspiration is the way you live your life. Mm. It's not a specific thing that you do that will inspire people. Like for me, one of the biggest things that I like to do is share my story. Mm. Like I would have a cup of coffee with someone and they'll be like, tell me about yourself. And I'll start telling them short stories about myself. And one thing that I've been doing uh, for a few years now is there's a DePaul professor who always asks me to go speak to her class because she has a multiculturalism class about stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And she always wants me to come in and just have the students ask me questions. And I always tell the students, you can ask any questions you want. There's no question off limit. And the reason I do that is because 
you don't know what that person is going to draw from your answer. Because mm-hmm. they're asking you the question for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're not. Sometimes, yes, they're asking because it's, it's the assignment for them to do. But maybe they might draw something from what I share with them. Because what, what I like to do when I, I do that is just share personal stories about myself and how do I deal with certain situations. So mm-hmm. I think inspiration in itself could also be looked at as a choice. Mm-hmm. But it's the way you live your life. It's not, oh, I'm going to inspire so-and-so today. Yeah. It's just, you know, you'll hear from people, oh, what you did inspired me to do this. Or what you said made me think about something this way. So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think that um, you know, for for uh, this is for the listeners, but you know, Breezy is is very active here at DePaul, <laughs> and um, you you really live what you preach, man. I mean, I I think that like like with Demonthon, for example, mm-hmm. and your like dedication to that. Is like awesome, and you're always on there. And Breezy, like, so like Demonthon's for for again the listeners. I gotta remember that. Like, not everyone <laughs> Demonthon is a 24 hour dance marathon here uh, at DePaul University, benefiting the Anne and Robert H. Larice Children's Hospital of Chicago. Oh, you I still, still got you it. Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, am I gonna say this? I, I got it. Um, and so I did it three years. I didn't do it my freshman year. I remember driving by, though, when people were heading to the McGrath Arena, which is where it's uh, held, sort of hosted. And I saw a lot of people, like, dressed up and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? Everybody's like, Demon Thon's a 24-hour dance marathon. And I was like, I felt so bad that I missed out. I was like, why didn't no one tell me this? I love dancing. I don't know if I can stay up for 24 hours, but I love dancing. Um so then sophomore year I got involved uh, with CCM, Catholic Campus Ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then junior year I was actually on the board. I was yeah. the assistant uh, assistant Tech- technology. That's good t- technology. Yeah. Yeah. And then senior year I sort of uh, informally <laughs> last minute hopped back on as yes. assistant technology. Um, so I was involved for three years and it's, you know, it's, it's really awesome. But Breezy... You will find him there at every single event, <laughs> all the time. I mean, if you see, if you follow him on like Instagram or like Facebook or anything, like all his pictures are there. And um, I mean, really, dude, you're kind of like a Mr. DePaul. Like you used to call me Mr. DePaul. <laughs> I feel like you're a Mr. DePaul. What was it we used to say? You meet between you, me, and Betsy. Like everyone knows yes, the whole school. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it it was yeah. It was between you, me, and Betsy. We we know we knew the entire school. Yeah. Because every time we used to walk around, either separate or together, we would have people stop us. You know how weird place. it is to walk around and no one stops me now? <laughs> 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 like, like, um, yeah, so, so Betsy's a mutual friend of uh, Breezy's and I. But we are all way too overly involved for our own good. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> that um, is true. So, go ahead. But as far as... Demon Town is concerned. 
Yeah. You actually inspired me to do it. What? Yes. Wait, how many years? You may you... you may not remember. I've. This is gonna be my third year now. You may not remember this, but um, I think it was the last year you did it. I came to visit you at the big event. Yeah. And at one point you were like, I can't do this anymore. I can't feel my legs anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> and sounds like me. <laughs> and I remember I told you remember why you decided to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you turned around and looked at me and said, "You should be a morale captain." And I was like, "No, no, no." That's not for me. I just came to visit you. I don't I don't want to to get involved in it right now. And I remember after that after our conversation, I went home and I was like, maybe he's right. Maybe I should do it. So that summer they had a picnic mm-hmm. in the quad. Yeah. And um so I went to it just to get some information and see how I feel, see, how, see if I really wanted to do it. And I ran into, I went to the morale captain table <laughs> just because I kept thinking about what you said. Yeah. And the the girl who was the morale captain that year, uh, Jessica Zaleski, said to me, I know you want to do it. You should do it. Uh, I don't know about that. She's like, no, 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 no. I can see it in your eyes. You want to do it. Because you've, you've been here for, I had been there for like an hour already. And she was like, I can tell you want to do it. So just sign up and we'll talk about it. So I did. And I met with her uh, privately uh, a week after that. And we started talking. And she told me a little bit about what Demon Dunn does, and I, I did some of my own research, and I was like, maybe I should give it a try. Mm. So the first year, I was a morale captain. I enjoyed it. I had fun. And I was like, well, the journey doesn't stop here. I have to do it again. And I did it the year after that. And I was on, <clears throat> I was on the board. Mm-hmm the year after that and I said you know what how about I do this until I graduate now I was originally supposed to graduate this year but you know life happens yeah 20,000 things <laughs> 20,000 <000 laughs> things happen and I'm now um, slated to graduate next year so I'm entering my third Demon Dawn which will be in April let me know if you want any graduation pictures. I got you. Uh, of course. <laughs> I already got you in my plans. There you go. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to do it this year for a third time, and then I'm going to do it one last time uh, before before I graduate. But the reason I'm so passionate about it is, is because, one, I love kids. Mm-hmm. I've always been a big kid advocate because I'm a big kid myself. Mm-hmm. But to be able to be a part of something that is bigger than myself is something that inspires me. Mm. When I hear um, stories from families 
that tell me um, what you're doing is helping my child live there's nothing better than that mm -hmm. like the number to me doesn't doesn't really matter mm -hmm. like we can raise $200,000 $300,000 but to hear it from family members that are affected mm -hmm. by um, the work that we do is gratifying yeah and as someone who's been in the hospital pretty much half his life, mm. I know what those kids kids go through. So if I can be a small part in making sure that they are able to enjoy whatever life they have, mm -hmm. I'm always I'm always gonna jump at the chance. Yeah. But yes, you are you were my inspiration to to do Demon Dawn. And every time someone asked me, so who inspired you to do it the first time? I said, my best friend. And I always talk, I always think about you because you've, you've always said you have to step outside your comfort zone. Ah, no way. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's just like slipping my mind. You, 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 said, you, you said that to me a couple times. Okay. So that... You've always been there for me, and you've always been an inspiration. Although you, as I said, you don't live your life as, oh, I'm gonna inspire so and so. Yeah. But I watch what you do. Yeah. <laughs> when it's on social media or whether we're we're texting back and forth, I'm like, well, Josue's doing this today. And like when I was watching the Polo Vertex video. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was slightly nervous for you. Yeah, but I I knew it's something you wanted to do, mm -hmm. and I knew it's something you're passionate about. So I was like, yeah. he's gonna be safe. Although I'm kind of nervous, so you know, it's things like that. Inspiration can come from anything you do. Yeah, it can even come from nature too. Mm -hmm. Like you can be in nature and be like, hmm, this inspired me to do this. So it there's no specific point. Yeah. At least for me, there's no specific point that I say, oh, that inspired me more than this. So. Yeah. I Yeah, I think, I mean, man, you're, you're just hitting everything on the nail for me. <laughs> like, I, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I don't want to say it's uh, slipped my mind, but it's like, I remember conversations we've had. Um, I remember you visiting me. Like, I remember all these things. But mm -hmm. to hear the things that really, like, touched you and inspired you, it's, you know, it's really awesome. I'm, I'm glad that I, uh, you know, ha uh, helped with that. It's yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you, since you and I have been friends, you've always been someone I can turn to and be like, I wonder what Josue thinks about this. Mm -hmm. Or I wonder if I can ask him this and see what he's going to say. Because we, granted, Nah, we don't see each other often because <laughs> mm -hmm. we've both we've both have different lives. But what I enjoy about our friendship is we always make time mm -hmm. for one another, and it's not oh we're gonna have a forty-five minute conversation about one thing. It's just we're gonna catch up and see where it goes. Yeah, and 
it it's always been like that with us, whether we were on campus or we went on retreats together or whatever we were doing at the time. It's always been so genuine and in some way inspiring because mm-hmm. I look at you and I'm like, here's this young guy <laughs> who, <laughs> who has, again, 20,000 things going on. Mm-hmm. But you always seem to be like, hey, I'm here for you if you need me. And to me, that is inspiring because you always make time for people that you care about. Mm-hmm. Whether they make time for you or not, you you always make time for them. So it's something that, uh, among the, the the other things that I cherish about a friendship, that is one. That is one thing that I always look back and say, I'm I'm glad he's he's here. So yeah. thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> you too. I mean, I geez, like I. It's so important to be able to work with the twenty thousand things we have, but then when you make time to just get lunch, to get coffee, meet up, and just mm-hmm. talk, you know, just talk about whatever. Yeah. And um, I think I'm learning that more and more because. I mean, in high school, you're just you're walking the same halls together, so you're gonna see your friends, you're gonna see people you know. Mm-hmm. In college, you're on the you're on the same campus, so maybe a little harder, but more or less, you're probably seeing each other in passing. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the same orgs, we were in a lot. Of, we were, excuse we were me, a lot of the same orgs. Not in the same orgs. Oh my god! Which you introduced you, you introduced me to a lot too. Well, well, I mean, you didn't introduce <laughs> me, but you snuck into one <laughs> or for me. I, I want to tell the story, but I don't want. I don't know. Like, I don't want to ruin. Go ahead, and, tell the story. You think so? Go ahead. Okay, fine. Um, if well, hold on. If you're ever planning on being a retreat, on a <laughs> retreat that is titled something that, because you know what I'm saying, it's kind of. Like uh, yeah, I mean, okay. You can tell it this way. Okay. I, <laughs> for the listeners out there. I invited Josue to a retreat, and he came to the office. That was the first time we actually met when you walked into the office. Yeah. And um, I, I, I remember I asked you, so wh- what year are you in? And you st- we started talking, and we found we had a lot in common. Yeah. And you asked. You asked me, have you been on the retreat before? You're shaking my head. And I said, no, it's it's my first time just like you. Because I wanted to, to keep the element of surprise. And I wasn't supposed to reveal that I was on the retreat. So him and I went on the retreat. We had fun. We got to know each other pretty well. And that was the that was the beginning of what our friendship is today. But one thing that he found out on the retreat is I've been praying for him since the day he decided to um, to join us because the retreat is a religious retreat. So uh, sometimes, not, not sometimes, all the time, the leaders of the retreat 
pray for the participants. Since and day one. Since day one. Since the day they sign up. And um, when I found out Josue signed up to go, I said, I'm going to pray for him. And when I saw him the first time, now I picked your name when we decided to pray for you. I didn't know who you were. I had never met you. When I met you the first time, I was like, oh, so this is the student I've been praying for since he decided to go. And I remember when I met you, I said to myself, he seems like a cool guy. And on the night of the <laughs> of the big reveal, I will never forget your face. <laughs> of on the night of the big reveal, when he found out that I actually knew his name before I met him, he literally said to me, "You lied to me the entire time. I don't know if what you told me was ever true, and all this. You're a good liar." But he also knew. Um, the 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 lie came from from a good place, yeah. and it's you know for us it started the beautiful friendship we have today, and not to not to say that we wouldn't be friends if we didn't have search, yeah. but it made of our friendship a little more. Uh, meaningful. Well, that was one heck of a way to start a friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is the yeah. That's pretty much the story. I, uh, man, you got a good poker face. Like you just got a great one. Like oh, I, wow. that whole time I was you just. Ha- you have to. Nah, I don't play poker. But I don't play you, poker either. Cause you, I lose. <laughs> you you have to. Especially when it comes to something as meaningful as a retreat, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you keep a good poker face yeah. in in your back pocket, yeah. because you never know when someone might try to figure things out. Which is something I was nervous about every time I talk to you. Really, during the retreat, I'm like, and never. That's the things that it never phased me. Like, like I he's ne- like he, never thought about like it. Like, <laughs> he's going to try to figure it out. So, um, but, yeah, that's how her, our friendship started. And it, it, it grew from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I have been friends for a few years now. And I don't, I don't know if my DePaul experience would have been the same if I didn't meet you that time. Because whether it's um, grabbing coffee with you on a random day (laughs) when we see each other on campus, or us going to different events and you introducing me to 20 people at the same time. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It made my uh, DePaul experience a little more meaningful. Even Kat and I always always joke around that we met because you introduced us yeah. <laughs> to one another. And him, Betsy, you and I became this foursome mm-hmm. that 
wherever we see one we would look for the other three yeah <laughs> and you know it it just created a friendship that um has spanned the, the space of time mm-hmm. i would say so i think for us having it start on the retreat and growing to into something we never expected Mm-hmm. I mean, I after the retreat, I always knew we would be friends. I, because I, I was like, I would like to be friends with him. Mm-hmm. But did I did I know it was gonna grow into what it what it is today? No, I was like, we're just gonna see where it goes, and it and it became to it became to uh, like we're now we're brothers. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't. Yes, I when I talk about you, when I talk uh, about the things we did, I say my best friend. But I don't look at you as a friend. I look at you as my brother, because uh, I've always said that about you. Mm-hmm. It's you and Cat are are brothers to me because I don't have my entire family here. Mm-hmm. So you guys are like my younger brothers. So it's kind of it's kind of fun too. Yeah. <laughs> to to see the evolution both of each other and our friendship in the same light. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I think that that is a very, very beautiful note to end this podcast now. What mm-hmm. do you think? <laughs> um, I for, think so, too. So for, I mean, all other episodes I've asked anyone if they want to like give a shout out to I don't know their Instagram handle or something whatever <laughs> this is sa- shameless plug time shameless plug time um, whatever you so whatever you um my <laughs> I'm not gonna shout out my Instagram but I'll send it to you so you can put it in the in the thing, description okay. in the description but if there's one thing I could end it with besides saying thank you for uh, asking me to be on your podcast. It was fun. And um, I hope the listeners will draw something from it. I hope you will draw something from it. I know Mm -hmm. I will because I I always draw something every time time we uh, get to talk. But if there's one thing I want to leave the listeners with is make sure you live your life for yourself and don't look to inspire others. Just inspire them by the way you live your life. That's beautiful. That's how uh, I would end it. Thank you, man. that. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was breezy. No shameless plug. Just more advice. <laughs> uh, this. Uh, so thank you once again uh, to everyone who has listened to this podcast. Uh, if you made it as far, thank you it means a lot. Uh, breezy is a really really good friend of mine. Once again from DePaul University. Um, I'll include his Instagram down below if you want to follow him. Give him some <laughs> double taps on his post. Uh, and thank you for joining us for this will be episode one. Four. Episode yeah, episode four of today on inspiration. Uh, I'm Jose Ortiz, and this was with Breezy. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. Have a good one. Bye. All right, bye.